podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Hello and welcome to the It's All Cobblers to Me preview show. I'm Charles and joining me is a rather dejected Danny Brothers. Have you been watching the Portsmouth highlights again, mate? <laughs> I have. It's not it's not good for me. Um, <laughs> another another lovely night of football for my beloved town, wasn't it? Well, it was for you. I went out for a run. It was probably the best decision I've made this season that, so far. Was that based on last? Because the, the previous Tuesday, you'd gone for a run and we'd gone 2-0 up against Swindon, hadn't we? And then um, we just told you to keep exactly. running. And then you stopped and Swindon scored. So was that anything to do with it? Well, uh, partly to do with it, yes. Um, I, I, yeah, you're quite right. Last week, Swindon, yes, I got to the pub. So therefore... T- stopped running and uh, Swindon did score you're right so this time I thought I'll go out and I'll keep running I'm actually blaming it on the fact that I actually rolled my ankle on my run so I stopped after about a mile so at that point we were at nil nil and but by the time I got back to the car limping um, I think it was half time we were one nil down so maybe next next Tuesday we've got a checker trade EFL Champions League game don't we um, or is it MK Dons? I yeah, can't remember. They've got, um, they've got MK on Tuesday, yeah. So either way, we've got a really small tin pot club next Tuesday. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so if I just go out for a run and keep running for the whole 90 minutes, we should be about 7-0 up by the time we finish the game. Yeah, you'll probably run a lot more than half our squad will as well, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I did watch the highlights back and... Um, I, no, I'm not going to talk about the defence. We've we've done far too much about that recently. Although there is a big, big hello and welcome to Alan Sheehan, the Jeffy's favourite player in. of all time. Got him in. Um, I, I want to talk about Ryan Watson. Okay. How how did he miss? <laughs> <laughs> he's done how? the hard work, hasn't he? He's done all the 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 messy like skills to get into the position. And then he's turned into Armandone when he got in front of goal, didn't he? It's just, <laughs> it's just uh, and it, it, it could have been it, and to steal a phrase from Tim Oglethorpe, that probably could have changed the game, couldn't it? But um, it's the fact that Rocky uh, Balboa is stood next to him, yeah. who was playing for Tier Seven Kasholton last season, <laughs> probably stood there and just going, "What the f- yeah, have you just done?" He just looks surprised to be in that position, and he looks surprised that he's actually beat a couple of men. And then he's like, "What do I do now? I've not been in this position before." What do I'll I do be honest, it? it was a beautiful bit of skill. That it drag was. back was beautiful. Lovely. I was just like, "Oh, it's the kind of thing that you practice when you're seven years old in the playground." 
And it, it, it obviously never the came finish. off for Ryan when he was that young either. <laughs> he finished like I did when I was seven years old as well. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. But, yeah, it just collapsed again, didn't it? He did a little bit, but never mind. Um, Portsmouth, I saw you put on Twitter, actually, what did anyone really expect to get out of that game, points-wise? Um, it's I, yeah. concerning performance-wise, though, isn't it? You look back at the end of the game, and it's, a kind of, it's kind of one of them that's 50-50. You're like, half of you is like, well, you know, you don't expect much of it, but the other half's going, well, it's another game, we're saying the same old things again, and what's it going to take? It's going to be, a, like, we've covered it on the pod, a huge month of November that, if we're still in that position at the end of next month, I'm going to be really, really worried and wondering where the way back is. Um, we've got to get it sorted really quickly. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Because we're going to have to now rely on the fact that we're coming up against teams that aren't in um, as high a league position as, as some of the teams that we've faced so far. Um, and we're going to have to win those games around you know, around us, so to speak. Mm-hmm. That doesn't quite make sense, but you know what I mean, don't you? I hope. Um, the six pointers, you mean, Charles? The six pointers. That oh, that is yeah. quite oh, right. Um, so yeah, so November is definitely going to be. It's the month of six pointers. It is, isn't it? But I mean, it, it starts this Saturday um, against Wigan Athletic. The games are coming thick and fast, of course. Um, so this Saturday, we're going up to. Well, going up the M6, yeah. Well, if you were allowed to, Danny, you'd be coming up past my house, uh, on just a little bit past it to the DW Stadium, where the Cobblers will face Wigan Athletic. And joining us to help take us through the highs and lows of being a Latix fan is Wigan fan and YouTuber Katie Powell. How are you, Katie? You okay? I'm good, thanks. Good, good. Um, you didn't have a very good result on Tuesday night either, did you? No. I would rather unsee yesterday's match, if that's okay. (laughs) Was it really that bad? I think so. You know, it's like a meeting of two really dejected sets of fans this Saturday. I mean, you know, you're coming off the back of of a fairly poor run, but not just this season, but also, I say poor run. It's not really a poor run. I mean, you got relegated basically because something really dodgy happened and your club was put up for sale, put into administration, and then, I don't know, there was rumours of some sort of bet that had been placed. I mean, what what actually happened last year? Well, on the 30th of June, we played Stoke in a midweek fixture and we won 3-0. We had more or less secured safety for next season. And then the next day at 10am, I see on Twitter, Sky Sports, Wigan has gone into administration and it was all a bit sudden. No one saw it coming. There's a lot of dodgy dealing to have gone on. We did our very best to stay up. We tried really hard. We had great form. Biggest victory as a club, 8-0 against Hull. It just wasn't enough in the end. I mean, it, it feels like last season an awful lot of clubs were were relegated on the basis of you know their off field activities rather than how good um, they were at picking up points on the pitch. Um, but Wigan's story is probably, for me anyway, probably the the saddest in a way because it wasn't like you were bad 
on the pitch. You, you know, as you say, you were you were playing quite well, and then you just get hit by this twelve point deduction, you know, points penalty that essentially is what sends you down. And the worst bit of it for me was the whole confusion about well, you'll get given the points if you're you know, not in the relegation zone. So essentially they were saying that, well, if, you, if you're if you not in the relegation zone come the end of the season, we'll then put the 12-point deduction onto you. Or if you do go down, we'll put it onto you for next season. It felt like a completely lose-lose situation for Wigan Athletic. And I, I don't know what I would feel like if that was happening to the Cobblers and, and happening to us. I, it must have felt like such an injustice. To be honest, I still can't really get it round my head what happened because it's something that it was never seen coming. We were doing quite well financially for a championship club. We're making losses, but nothing too extraordinary. We were in the playoffs for form for 2020. That's how surreal this is. If we'd have kept this team, I'd have no question questions I would be sure that we'd be top half pushing for playoffs and I still can't get my head around what's happened in the position we're in currently just out the relegation zone in league one yeah it feels like it's just been one bad thing after another for you isn't it really I mean you obviously also lost your manager Paul Cook at the end of the season um I I mean how much of that is do you attribute to to what's happening this season? Is it is it down to the manager? I mean, John Sheridan has been is a saviour for coming in to manage us in the situation we're in. But Paul Cook had been here for about three years, and there was a system, and the team was growing, and you could see the togetherness. And because Paul Cook's gone, and almost twenty players have left that togetherness has gone and it's a very hard thing to rebuild what did you make of um Sheridan as well did did you know much about him before because this has always seemed to us like a a league one league two um manager um he's never really punched much above that what was your like initial reactions to the appointment well I was quite shocked to be honest that we were getting a manager in in this situation We had Liam Richardson, assistant manager under Paul Cook, who, in my opinion, is a perfectly good manager and would have done perfectly fine. I know John Sheridan has managed Oldham numerous times. You can't really expect a really good manager to come in. I know we are, relatively speaking, for a League One club quite big, but the situation we're in, I mean, Simon Grayson was rumoured to be coming in but we can't really expect a great manager coming to a club that will be in the bottom half of the table yeah do you think that was um part of the reason why you weren't looking at bigger managers or sort of so-called bigger managers because of the situation at the club um because it, it seems like like we look at it we think of you in terms of a club as the championship club coming down to league one so naturally we'd think you'd go for a bigger style manager. I think that's something to do with it, that that it's just the situation nobody wants to touch. I mean, with limited funds and we're only allowed 23 in our squad and 
most of them are taken up by youth players. And you've got other teams like your Sunderland's, your Portsmouth's, who have got more access to funds and for players. We're not as attractive as we would have been in the championship. No, I think I think that's fair enough in a way. I, I can understand, you know, why managers wouldn't want to come necessarily. But I mean, y- you said it, Katie. I do agree with you. For League One, Wigan are a big club. Um, you've got a great big stadium there, um, and and you've got, or or you should have, um, you know, decent owners. You certainly did back when Dave Wigan was in charge, and 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 he ran the club fairly well, I think, uh, from from what I remember. The thing is, it's the fact that you, your whole squad has just been decimated, hasn't it? By essentially the administrators were having to sell off the assets, i.e. the players, um, in order to keep Wigan Athletic going. Now, I know that the fans actually did rally together, didn't they? And set up, was it like a GoFundMe or, or something like that, which was designed to try and help pay the players' wages or maybe the staff wages while it was all going on? Yeah, we, we did really well fundraising with that. Um, a lot of ex-players also pitched in, like Reese James, um, players from this season just gone as well, like Joe Williams, Sam Morsey. Um, that was just to get um, a say when the club's taken over of decisions so that this never happens again, and it should never happen again. I mean, it should never happen in the first place, mm. but yeah, we've come together and we shouldn't have to. It shouldn't be the fans' job. But we've come together to help save our club. So did that money, or I mean, do you know that? You might not know, but did that money actually get put into the club? And, and is it now a case of that the fans do own a percentage of Wigan Athletic? There's two fundraisers. The original one was just so we could afford to finish last season. And the second one is so we could get a share in the club when the takeover does go through if it goes through and if the owners turn around and say we don't want that the money will get given back oh right so actually it's kind of in limbo at the moment because the takeover has not been ratified I, I, I actually looking looking through on twitter tonight a couple of fans actually saying that they don't think it will go through, maybe even a couple saying that they hope it don't, uh, or hope it doesn't, I should say, and use proper English. Um, Does it actually, to you, look like it's going to happen, or are you still quite worried about the future of your football club? I mean, I'm still worried because it's taken weeks for this to go through, and it still hasn't gone through. We were told it would be through, but the end of the month and the end of the month is a couple of days away mm. and there's rumours about who these Spanish people are and we still don't know a lot and because we don't know a lot we can't stop worrying about what's going to happen. I think that's the the hardest thing isn't it Danny if you don't know who the people are that own your football club you're always going to be worried about what could potentially happen. Yeah, it's that it's the whole thing that we're going through. Even if you do know who's the owner of the football club, some people <laughs> still are suspicious because we've obviously had a similar thing where where we've been just let dumped and had all sorts of stuff going on with a previous owner that it's just completely out of our control. Um, and even now, people don't 
even though it's a fairly stable owner from from what we can tell from the outside, people are still suspicious of it, if that makes sense. Um, so anything out of the ordinary, anything that's not properly seen as being ratified and stuff, it's got to be pretty worrying for you. And I can kind of see some where some of your fans are coming from. That I mean, have you had um, sort of much communication from the new owners and stuff, or is it just a case of this is potentially rumoured to be people that are taking over at the moment? All we've been told pretty much is by the administrators that a deal had been agreed by a Spanish group to take over the club and that was a while back and the only things we found out since are rumours in newspapers so we've been left in the dark and it's not really a good place to be. No, I, I can imagine to be honest it, it does feel like it's pretty bleak unfortunately at the moment I, I, I mean obviously as i said before over the summer you've lost so many of your your talented players and for not an awful lot of money either i mean if you literally I, i'm going through this this list here about with they've got some of those players on there so Kiefer moore went to cardiff for two million quid anthony robinson went to fulham for two million michael jacobs who's a former northampton town player came through our youth system he went to Portsmouth. I mean, it's down here as being for free. Uh, I mean, you've lost players here that that really should have been bringing the club in lots and lots of money in transfer fees. And in a normal, you know, business or football business sense, they would have done eventually when they moved on these players. But instead, you've you've had to just lose them for very, very small amounts of money, relatively speaking, to what they're probably worth. I mean, how does that make you feel? Does does it anger you that administrators, so people come in from outside and then start selling off your best talent at a very small amount of money? Well, I understand that the admin's job is to keep us afloat. And the only way they can keep us afloat is selling assets. Players and our training ground we've sold to Preston. Yes, we maybe could have got a little bit more, but not much more because of the situation we're in. Clubs know that we need to get rid, therefore they aren't going to offer as much as they usually would. In terms of Anthony Robinson, Joe Williams, they had release clauses in their contract, so there was nothing we could have done about it anyway. Michael Jacobs, he was about to sign a new deal not long before administration. And then because that didn't happen, there's about three players that were going to sign the contract. One of them was Joe Garner, who's went through. But Shay Dunkley, another one. Their contracts then run out, and they're very much welcome to go to other clubs. And there's nothing making them want to stay. But you see all these players are going to good clubs. Most of them are going to top half championship clubs a couple to Premier League clubs uh, Jacobs has gone to Portsmouth who are one of the top dogs in League One and we had a good quality of players that would have got us further up the leagues and the selling of players is what frustrates me about the owners because if the owners wanted to get rid of us or needed money if they'd have waited an extra month Anthony Robinson was pretty much going anyway. He would have gone for £10 million. Mm-hmm. That's what frustrates me. We had players that we could have sold 
if we needed to. And instead, they just put us in administration. So in terms of uh, people coming in, uh, have you seen much so far to kind of give you hope of replacing those that have gone out? I mean, you've got a lot of obviously free transfers and loans coming in, uh, likes of Will Keane coming in, who was, I think, unattached before he came into you. Um, have you seen any, anything of that that's going to make you think this could turn around, that you'll start the season? Well, I was glad to see that we could actually make signings because yeah. that implies to me that things will go through. Mm-hmm. But because we have a limited number of players in our squad because of the situation we're in, we're going to be very difficult this season. It's going to be difficult with injuries. We've, In fact, Will King got injured yesterday against MK Dons. Oh, did so things aren't looking great, but making some signings is giving me a bit of positivity. Mm. And how's it been so far? From Have you been able to see a lot of the games and... Have you been able to watch every game so far, and how's it? How's it actually been for the first? What is it? Eight games? Is it nine games? So far, I've watched all of them on iFollow. It just hasn't clicked that this is now my team that I'm watching. If that makes sense, I still mm-hmm. quite clicked that I've got Will Keane and Tom James and Till in in this team. I'm thinking we should have we should have Kiefer more. We should have Sam Morsey, but you just you support your team no matter what, and that's what I've been doing. Yeah, so it feels like a real drop from where you were four, four months ago, five months ago, to where you are now in terms of the type of player that you've got playing for you. It it feels like it's it's just been a massive drop off so far. Um, but is it is it just a case of you you just need to survive the season? Just twentieth is fine for you guys. Yep. Yeah. There are some people in our fan base thinking, oh, we'll we'll get top six. But they have to realise we're not the same team we were last time we are in League One. Things have changed massively. And this season, our main aim is to stay up. If we finish 20th, great. If we finish higher than that, even better. We've got to set that standard of staying up as our main aim. We don't want to do what Bolton did and end up in going down again. I mean, we're lucky we don't have a 12-point deduction. That's the best thing to happen, I guess. But our main aim is to just consolidate ourselves in League One. Do you, do you think, Katie, that the majority of the fans share your realism? Or, or do you think most of them are, are, are actually sat there now go or you know might be listening to this and going no we should be bouncing straight back up we need to get back in the championship I think a large majority are thinking we aren't the same team we were last time in league one and things are going to be a bit more difficult this this year against there are more big teams in league one this year in my opinion and I think most people recognize that we may only get to mid-table we might not going to be pushing for the top six some of us, it's just hope that we, we go back up because that's the only positive thing to look forward to, I guess. So if we turn our attentions to this game on Saturday then, Katie, um, you you said there that Will Keane got injured. Do you think he's likely to miss out? I believe so. We've also got four injured who got injured against Plymouth. So we are going to struggle with not 
having many players, that's going to be a key issue for us at the weekend. So, are you are you worried then? Is are you kind of looking at this game as because I I imagine that actually normal times, let's say, Wigan fans would be looking at this game and just going, well, if we don't win, then we're really really bad. So, are you kind of looking at this game and thinking, oh no, you know, we sh- this is a game we should win. We're Wigan Athletic and and we're playing Northampton Town. It, it should be a Wigan win, and yet maybe it's not as confident this time around well I looked at MK Dons and thought we should beat them and the 2-0 scoreline was very flattering to us in my opinion so I'm definitely looking at this game thinking if we get a draw there'll be no disappointment I will have that, I think. <laughs> I was going to say, we'll, have, we'll have a draw. <laughs> I do find it really strange talking to a Wigan fan who, you know, isn't turning around and saying, yeah, three points, we're definitely going to beat you. Um, no question. You know, it, but but that's more, that that's not because of you, Casey. That's because of the situation that your football club finds you in and, uh, you know, find yourselves in. And it's not really fair for for you guys as fans. You know, you, you know, Wigan Athletic have become a much bigger club um, than they were 20 years ago. Um, and now to find themselves sort of not back where they were, but, you know, this low down the, the football pyramid is, is, it's a travesty really. Um, so it's one of those where it's it's just so weird hearing you know uh, any kind of Wigan fan saying that getting a draw wouldn't be a disappointment. It's madness in a way in my head. I just don't know who to sort of blame for it. I mean, do do you have any sort of blame? Do you, do you blame your owners, your previous owners, or do you blame the EFL for letting those owners buy the club? Whose fault do you lay the blame at? Well most of my blame will go towards the owners because at the end of the day they're the ones that put us in administration. Our young's the person that put us in administration less than a week after taking us over. However the EFL have gone through this a million times. Yes they they should have checked in better than they did but if someone says to you I've got so much money to put into a club and they can prove they have that money they can't tell what that person's going to spend that money on. And as much as I'm angry with the EFL, they couldn't have done much about it, in a sense. So I I can't be angry with the EFL, even though I want to be. Wow. Well, fair enough. I, I think I wasn't quite expecting you to be so honest with that. But yeah, brilliant. Um, right. Should we get predictions then, Danny? Um, so... We'll start. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll go with my prediction. I've, I've already done a prediction um, this afternoon. I wrote it down. I, I've gone for a 2 1 Cobblers win, but that is that is me being incredibly optimistic, I think. Just before you watch the highlights or after? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, was, it was after I watched the highlights. Oh. I, 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 I think I did it at the point that Ryan Watson missed. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, yeah, I, I've gone for 2 1, and I don't know. We're definitely going to concede because that's all we ever do. Um, I don't know. I wonder whether there's going to have been a rocket fired um, in an upwards direction to uh, some of the players from from Keith, and and so I'm I'm going with an optimistic two-one win. Uh, Danny, 
I'm, I'm almost scared to ask you, to be honest. <laughs> um, I'm going to... from Him from KG, actually, it doesn't seem like uh, we're going to be in the best shapes either. Um, I'm going to go for 2-2, I think, on Saturday. Oh, um, I Desmond. feel like both, yeah, both defences don't look hugely convincing at the moment, but um, I feel like there's goals in both teams as well. Um, yeah, 2-2. Two, two. Brilliant. Um, Katie, what would your prediction be? My heart says we can win, but I very much doubt that with the injuries and the fact we haven't won in six games is a worrying thing. We'll definitely concede because we can't keep a clean sheet. Um, I'll say a one-all draw. Oh, there we go then. So two draws and a win predicted. Uh, on this week's It's All Cobblers Me preview show. Thank you very much to Katie uh, for joining us. Um, and thank you guys for listening. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Remember, get your predictions in uh, on Twitter. It's at Cobblers to Me. Use the hashtag NTFC. We will be back on Tuesday with our normal Tuesday show where we'll take a look back at what hopefully will be a win for the Cobblers. Sorry, Katie. Uh, (laughs) Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, Enjoy the game. See you soon. Thanks. Bye. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network.